Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. What is up, y'all? It is Wednesday, June 24th. There's nobody on the show. It's just me and Tyler having a good time. Tyler, I'm going to kick it straight to you, man. What you got? I got a cup of coffee and I'm glad to be here. Let's start with that. <laughs> oh, I'm stretching. This comes across on audio, right? You can hear that. That reminds me of my middle child, man. Um, when he was probably three, four, around that age range, he's always been like my snuggliest of the kids, right? And and he he will like just do these epic stretches in bed when he wakes up and whatnot. <laughs> but right around that four o'clock age, he started four o'clock. Are you awake? Four o'clock. Sorry, <laughs> I was thinking bedtimes. No, four four years more old. More coffee. <laughs> more coffee. Yes, uh, around four years old, he would use being stretchy as an excuse not to do things. So, <laughs> so if you'd be like Carter, you need to do your kitchen job. He'd be like, I'm too stretchy, and he would just start contorting his body and making this. <laughs> uh, it was so hard to be like stern and say he needed to do his thing when he's doing that. So it was actually, actually very effective. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But also very irksome. Well, let me get my news out of the way actually real yeah, quick. Go for it. Do it. Okay. Cause since I only have one thing, uh, <laughs> one thing I saw that I kind of cared about, uh, Facebook is ending the Oculus go. Yes. The only thing I really have to say about it is that it was available when I picked the Oculus quest. So I feel fantastic that I picked the right thing. You made the right choice. It, yeah. It validated that I went through the specs and I made the right determination of what was the right platform moving forward. I feel fantastic. I have no idea uh, how we'll many people bought the go though. And I feel bad. Anytime I'm picking between two things. Now I just take a, a USB, a traditional USB, um, what a cable, right? And I mark one of them on one side, and then I go to plug it in. And if it's right, then I get that one. <laughs> and if it's not, I get the other one. And I always put the one that I prefer on the bottom because That's right. <laughs> even though it's 50-50, no way. It's not 50-50. That's a load of crap. There's a name for that. There's got to be a name for that. <laughs> All right, let's get to Tyler's <laughs> Yeah. I no, I have some really positive news this morning. Um uh, so apparently the first U.S. CRISPR gene editing patient is doing well a year in. So a year ago, Victoria Gray, who I think is in her early 30s, if I recall from the article correctly, was treated with CRISPR for sickle cell disease and is thriving a year later. So basically what they've said is the billions of edited cells that they put into her body are still effectively doing what they're supposed to be doing. So they cautioned against saying that it's uh, you know a cure or anything like that yet, but it is a huge step forward for CRISPR and other gene editing, at least from my perspective. And, and I know CRISPR and similar technologies, I think, have been deployed elsewhere in the world, perhaps a little faster than in the United States. So I don't think this is like the first confirmation that gene editing is going to be successful for these kinds of diseases, mm -hmm. but still really awesome. Yeah. So, yay for that. I had no idea this was even happening. I'd, I'd never heard of the gene editing technique called CRISPR. I just, oh, if man. you asked me what a CRISPR was, it's the drawer <laughs> in the refrigerator. 
but this yeah, is cool. You, okay, you gotta you gotta look into that. CRISPR, C R I S P R, and uh, it's been it's been a while since I read the details. And let's be honest, I'm not a biochemist or bio anythingist, so plenty of it whooshed. But um, the the concept is that it's actually a method for editing the genetic makeup of cells. Yeah. So, as you might imagine, if you have a genetic disease or disorder it is possible through processes like CRISPR to go in and literally edit those out. So that's crazy. I'm thinking about like some of my friends that have like breast cancer, right? You can do some yeah. pre-screening gene testing and determine. Sure. Those are applications um, that have been touted for a long time as, as potential prospects. Um, I, I have heard sickle cell as another one. Obviously it ended up being the first target. I'm, I'm sure there are some very good reasons for that, but I'm not sure what they were. But there, there are a lot, I would imagine, blood disorders and, and other, um, maybe bone marrow, those sorts of things that are probably some pretty straightforward targets. And I'm not sure why they picked sickle cell. It'd actually be really interesting to know why. Maybe it's a, a simple edit, quote unquote. I put that in huge mm-hmm. air quotes because I get the impression that editing anything isn't <laughs> particularly right, yeah. easy at that level. But Let's maybe it's, it's just like a, a, a one flip here, one flip there if I, if I use my uh, tech brain it, something like flipping a bit maybe instead of you know hundreds it's just ones twos tens but yeah and it's really cool stuff can you imagine the just the impact of flipping the wrong bit there (laughs) right well and i guess the nice thing there is that it's something you can validate right so you 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 can edit the gene but then just like other you know sort of dna dna sequencing and those sorts of things you can actually go and read it so you can edit a bunch of them, and then you can probably take a statistically relevant sample, determine that they all look good, and, and then proceed. Like it was saying, I mean, they, they literally injected billions of edited cells uh, into her. So it's not not like they have a small sample size. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to know more about it. It'd be cool to talk to somebody that's like really into that because it really is fascinating technology, and it opens up so many interesting topics, good, bad, and in between, you know? Yeah. Imagine being able to edit out certain genetic traits entirely that aren't necessarily disease right and then mm, think about that like gave me the, some weird feelings in my belly when you said that <laughs> right um some of the stuff i read this is a long time ago so i'm not going to quote anything by any means but it just talked about think think about the sporting industry especially internationally and being able to edit genes to make people better physically at something so you can imagine there's a slippery slope there too, but I'm yeah. excited and very bullish about the disease side of things. Sure. So let's, let's hope that we can be ethical there, which actually is a really good transition to the second article I found interesting, but is less awesome, which is a team of researchers tried to release a paper. It's actually been halted, at least for now, touting that their AI is capable of using facial recognition to predict criminality. Oh, I saw that crap. Yeah. Yeah. That that was really ugly. Yeah. That's, yeah. Everything about that. Like, I just, yeah. Nope. Yeah. And <laughs> so the, the article was actually pretty cool because my my initial reaction, similar, right? Like, I just bristled at it. I was like, what's wrong with you? Why would you even try to do this, right? Yeah. And um, it, what was neat was the industry, and I, I'm going to use that term really broadly because it was it was basically a consortium of researchers and sociologists, and and just it was a bevy of people across different verticals, or I don't even know how you identify that, right? But um, 
basically a thousand researcher, scientists, sociologists, et cetera, came out and just condemned the paper. Yeah. And they condemned it both on the premise, because that's a dangerous premise. And then they also condemned it on execution because, and we've talked about this before, any artificial intelligence is built using machine learning. Machine learning takes data sets and is you kind of inject it and steer it, right? One of the biggest problems with something like facial recognition for predicting criminality is that the body of evidence we as humans have is racially biased. Sure. So the, the baseline is racially biased. And one of the things the researchers were saying is that, well, it's not racially biased. And basically the entire world came and said, you can't possibly do that. It's not yeah. possible. We don't have enough of a baseline that isn't already charged to take it down that. And um, another interesting thing that it touched on was that there's a, a group, I think it was from Stanford, a small group of researchers that also claimed they had an AI that was able to, from a single image, tell if someone was gay or straight. What? And similar reaction. Why are people trying to do this? And, and you, that's, that's kind sorry, of where, like a lot of the ethics here is what's in play. It's like, should, should we even be funding this kind of research? And the big pushback there, if, if it's not obvious to listeners, right, is that if, yeah. if you have something as simple as a facial recognition AI, you could go to Facebook, just inject pictures into it. And if the AI was thought to be accurate enough, then in countries, for example, that criminalize homosexuality, you could just start rounding people up based on an AI's determination of their sexual orientation. And if you don't understand why that's a bad thing and dangerous, then come on the show. I'd like to lambast you. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that tries to predict criminality, I mean, just I'm thinking about Minority Report. Absolutely. 100%. That movie, anything that tries to predict criminality in any way, 100%. No, period. Right. Anything that tries to like base assumptions off of how someone looks, right, (laughs) or their physical features. Also, 100%. This is a 100% overlap Venn diagram of nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I understand why someone might want to do the research for the criminality. um, And I understand certainly why certain organizations would want to fund that, right? Crime is a problem. And if you could get ahead of it, there's an advantage. I don't think facial recognition AIs is an appropriate way to do that at all, right? The, this this idea of precognition to steal from Minority Report is um, well, there's a lot of absurdity to it, right? What do you just start aggressively monitoring people you think are are more likely? That's messed up, right? Because yeah. then you're going to have confirmation biases out of that too. So yeah, I, I I agree that the Venn diagrams no, but I think I understand why people are pursuing it. Mm. Another perfect segue there is that Baidu ended its participation in the AI Alliance. Um, It's called the Partnership on AI. That was big news in the industry, or I say big news. I'm not that plugged in. I thought it was very interesting because Baidu was the only Chinese participant in that partnership. And the partnership was aimed at the ethical development of AI. So the partnership, which appears to be the largest of its kind right now, just lost a huge chunk of both capability from Baidu as a research organization, and they lost their only Chinese participant, which means that now we have this chunk of the world that is basically not going to participate in setting ethical standards for artificial intelligence. And on the tails of the news we just talked about, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. So are they, 
there's different ways to approach this, right? So I'm reading that it's a US-led alliance. Are they backing out yeah. of it because it's a US-led alliance? Or are they backing out of it because it aims to foster the ethical development and deployment of AI technologies, and they're not interested in that? I believe it's the well, former. Um, okay, so I, they're going to back out and do their, their own intent, thing. Yeah, exactly. In terms their, of their intent was to also participate in ethical guidelines, baseline standards, however you want to say it, but because mm -hmm. of deteriorating relationships, they pulled out of the alliance. It, it's unfortunate because it's a voice that's not going to be heard in, in a, a large alliance that's pursuant of the ethical standards, right? It, it doesn't mean that Baidu is saying they aren't going to be ethical or aren't going to try to make that. So it's a good call out. Okay. Okay. You're just full of fun facts today. Oh, yeah. Lots of good news. Well, I don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what? Oh, I don't know that all of this is good news, but it's it's oh well, good news. it's it's it's, it's news, it news. news. I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with that. So I tried to start with something positive. I'll have to end there too. Yeah, I don't know. I was I digging into an article this morning. <laughs> Let's see here. So I did not know this, but the far side of the moon does not have as many maria or dark regions. I guess it's from the Latin word for sea, maria. Huh. So on the on the far side, it's only one percent. On the near side, it's about 31%. And so I was reading into a study on uh, on why this is the case. Um, and it looks like that the research suggests that this is because radioactive elements were uh, distributed uniquely <laughs> after the collision that formed the moon. So I was just getting into that. I didn't get to pull it all out of there, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I will have to dig into that and find out why. Or, hey, as always, if you're listening and you know, that would be a fun topic. We talk about space a lot. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Here's a total shift. Microsoft dropped a new feature into Excel, um, which lets you import your financial data. Uh, this reminds me of the uh, Apple stuff that we talked about yesterday, where they finally introduced a feature that Android has had for seven years. Um, I'm excited because I love Excel, but uh, you could do this in Google Sheets for, I don't know, a decade. <laughs> right. So they're a little <laughs> behind, but but it is cool it, for, for as much as I think Google Sheets is ahead. There's something very nice about uh, Excel. I still use it quite a bit for different things. The only downside I found, and why unfortunately I won't be using it anytime soon, is that you have to be a Microsoft Office 365 subscriber, and it might have to be a family subscriber. I don't know. That's I was just about to ask that. And that uh, kills it for me. Yeah, I'm starting to believe... I don't know, dude. I'm not. I'm not becoming a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> everything we talk about seems to have some sort of ulterior motive, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe they're just trying to collect financial data, and they're going to require you to store it in Office 365. And then you said it's only allowed in Office 365, and I was like, ah, yeah, no. It will, and it makes sense too, right? Like, one, how do you get more people to onboard to the Office 365 yeah. product? Yeah, you add features. That license I've had for a billion years that I don't update from you know Excel 2003 because it still does math is is not. And I'm joking, by the way. There are features in like all of the major updates for Excel. I think I'm on 2016 now, and I like it. But uh, they want people to go to Office 365, so if yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, a big yeah, thing yeah. for them. But then, like you just said, there's also the opportunity to scrape lots of data, which is, uh, yay, Microsoft is another Google, Apple, <laughs> Amazon, right? I, yeah. I mean, I, the funny thing there is that they probably already all are, but for all the demonizing we used to do of Microsoft back in the day, it was just because they were... It seems very different to me. The people bristle at Google and Amazon in their collection of your data right now, but I don't hear Microsoft criticized nearly as much. And is it just because they don't have a, a cell phone that was successful? 
or, or a, I should say a mobile OS? Um, or, or is it just that they, they've been around for so long, we don't think of them as someone collecting all of our personal information? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. What? What is this? <sighs> What'd you find? June 24th, wrongfully accused by an algorithm. On a Thursday afternoon in January, Robert Julian Borchak Williams was in his office at an automotive supply company when he got a call from Detroit Police Department telling him to come to the station to be arrested. He thought it was a prank at first. An hour later, he pulled up, blah, 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 blah. The police wouldn't say why he was being arrested, only showing him a piece of paper with his photo and the words felony warrant and larceny. Wow. What? I mean, I feel like... So they're saying should... this is the first known case of a faulty system and it's covering... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think oh I am gosh. aware of at least a few other cases based on a faulty system. Yeah. Well, right <laughs> as you were talking about that facial recognition stuff, this one comes up. He's wrongfully accused. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I don't man. know. I'm too I, stretchy. Too stretchy. Exactly. I'm too stretchy for that kind of news. No. I, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to come out of AI and what it's able to do to find trends or identify patterns that we're missing. And obviously, speaking of which, this isn't in the news, I would say, but I stumbled upon, oh no, I forget the name of it now. Maybe it'll come back to me, but it's a photo basically re-editing software and gigapixel AI. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. So so I, I think I had stumbled upon that a long time ago and I completely forgot about it. But then we talked about this a few days ago, the idea of being able to take like a, a fuzzy picture and enhance, 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 right? Well, mm-hmm. Gigapixel AI will take a lower quality picture, basically sharpen it so that it can be blown up to, you know, two, three, four, 600% of its original size is at least their claim, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had talked about, obviously, there were some really cool things that you would be able to do with uh, technology that could make pictures more detailed than they are you know, based on the digital capture you've got. That was one of the first ones that I had seen and actually got to see a bunch of examples of this. It. It's pretty cool stuff. So if uh, if the stuff they were developing for that facial recognition or, or whichever it was, then that's certainly an upside, just going through old family photos and making them more clear to yeah. blow it up to life size on the wall, right? Yeah, or maybe they can turn them into vector images, right? So they look great cool. at any size, all that kind of stuff. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Hey, uh, have you ever ridden a Segway? Have I ever ridden? I don't think I have. I actually. feel like this is something you would know. This is like, have you ever jumped out of an airplane? Yes, I have jumped out of you airplane. You should know that off the, well, okay, that's but, not the but question. But I'm trying to, I've been around Segways. <laughs> it's a very unique like, way to travel. <laughs> it is, well, it is, but it, it's one of those things where I traveled so much that I was always around people doing Segway tours, but I don't actually think I ever went on one. Oh, okay, okay. I so it's mixed memories. Like, I don't remember the experience. So it obviously wasn't life changing if it happened to me, but I'm actually pretty sure I, I just remember other people on Segways. Yeah. Well, I was on a my... Segway like vehicle at Lockheed because they had a few uh, for, for moving stuff around, but it wasn't yeah, a Segway. What was that? I thought, wasn't it like a, don't you have like three wheel bicycle or did you have golf carts or something? I'm trying to remember what oh, I Oh, we had all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They had, they had yeah. three wheel bicycles. They had a couple of two wheelers. I think they finally got rid of those for safety reasons. They had golf carts. They did have some segways. I feel like the, uh, the security force had a couple of segways and then they had these like three wheeled segway like material handling trucks. And that's, oh. I got to drive one of those a couple of times. So you have been on a segway. No, segway. I was segway light. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're on trial here, sir. Have you ever ridden a Segway? <laughs> uh, anyway, they are retiring the iconic scooter 
saying, uh, I guess it failed to revolutionize personal transportation and they're shutting down. Yeah. Someday I hope to actually get to ride one. Although the only time yeah, you better do it soon. The, the only time I've ever gotten on anything like that is those, uh, those little hoverboards. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. The, the wheel things. I haven't ridden one of those yet either. Yeah. I was over at, uh, Philip Armstrong's house and his daughter, uh, Macy is a, like superstar. If there was a, um, not Segway, if there was a hoverboard Olympics, she, she would be in it competing. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was one of those things where she makes it look so easy. And I was like, yeah, man, I could do this. I could, I could do that. Just stand on it. Right. I mean, plus your center uh, yeah. of gravity is way safer than hers. Right. Yeah. Because you're a giant <laughs> within like half a second of me on it. I was flat on my back. So that's my only wow. experience there. That Although I know that, I mean, the Segway is very different, but yeah, well that, that is interesting because I've always wanted to ride one too, but I, I think Segway where, where it failed and where so many other things hopefully will succeed and come behind it is it's cost. It, they were so insanely expensive that there was yeah. no chance that it was going to revolutionize like the bicycle as a compare comparison for transport. Right. I mean, look, mm-hmm. look at all the, little rentable scooters that could just yeah. have been a segway except segways are like 10 times the cost yeah electric skateboards um, yeah yeah electric bikes electric scooters all that kind of stuff yeah it, it yeah. could have been that but it was insanely expensive and i don't know if that was because build quality forced it or because they wanted it to be a premium brand I, i'm not sure where they failed i mean you have you have all you have a lot more technology in it rather than just a an electric motor yeah but uh, you know that's that's where think about you know, virtual reality and the technology that goes into cell phones and cell phones are an interesting example there because cell phones are also pretty expensive. But if if it was actually meant to revolutionize something, and I mean, had the potential market capitalization, not intent of, you know, the inventor, right? Yeah. Then the cost of producing the components to get the viable product would have gone down over time, right? Imagine if the technology you needed to make a Segway-like vehicle could have targeted every single bicycle, then if there was one component that was expensive, the industry would have centered in on making it less expensive to get every bicycle replaced by that thing. <laughs> sure. Okay. On that note, shut it down, man. I got to jump to a call. This all right. Fun. All right. No, that, that was fun. Uh, I know we don't get to do the shows just us that often or go through that much news, but but that was fun. And I left topics on the table. There's more to talk about. But that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close, y'all. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And as always, if you've got news we missed, general feedback, or you'd like to join us for a recording, hit us up, let us know. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And we will talk to you Friday. Booyah!